0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1418, Five Eating Goals That Aren't Fad Diets, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online. With that, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Five Eating Goals That Aren't Fad Diets by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. Right now, I'm seeing Facebook posts swirl around with questions like, what about keto? What about the HCG diet? What about Whole30? It's natural that as beach season is upon us, we wanna turn over a new leaf. However, a new leaf or even a minor overhaul of eating habits doesn't have to mean going on a restrictive fad diet. But before I get into the five eating goals that I would suggest as alternatives, I want to quickly acknowledge the strengths of a formal diet because there are advantages. Advantage one, there are clear rules. Advantage two, you know when you're doing it right and you know when you're doing it wrong. Advantage three, you have a sense of accomplishment when you follow it well. And advantage four, you probably get quick results because the diet cuts out so many calories by cutting out a food group or forcing you to eat at certain times of the day. You can see from this short list that there are reasons why diets are popular. Even difficult diets can be considered easy to follow. And if you're strict enough, they will yield the results that you want, at least temporarily. However, as many of my clients know from years of yo-yo dieting, these kinds of restrictive plans often don't work long term. Once the diet goes from on mode to off mode, it's easy to slip back into the old normal, and there's no new normal to support a healthier way of life. Instead of starting a diet, unless a doctor has told you to do so, here are five new habits, meaning new eating goals, that I would suggest. Goal number one, cooking more of your meals. By far, the most consistent problem that I see in my clients' overall diets is a lack of food preparation. Each week, it is extremely helpful to take even 10 minutes to outline what you would like to eat the next week and to go grocery shopping with that list in mind. While good cooking does take practice, decent cooking is extremely accessible right away. And I promise, the more you cook, the faster and better you will get at it. Make sure you have the basic essentials like a few good pots and pans and knives, and start by imitating restaurant meals that you like with healthy or lighter twists. Some recipes are flexible and easy to repeat over and over with variety, like quinoa, bean salads, soups, meat and veggie combinations, and wraps. Remember, you don't have to be a gourmet chef. Simple meals will be lifesavers when you need them. Goal number two, changing your snacking habits. Snacking is often not a response to hunger. It's usually filling up space or time or occupying some attention or distracting boredom. One of my bridal clients who trimmed down significantly for her wedding and maintained the leanness afterwards simply stopped keeping granola at her desk. While there were many changes that she made, this was an important one. I have had other clients who kept economy-sized bags of nuts at their desks and slashed hundreds, or possibly more than a 1,000 calories per day from their diets simply by getting rid of this one habit of mindless eating. Instead of snacking throughout the day, plan one or two strategic snacks that are high in fiber, high in protein, and low in sugar. And plan these snacks for the times of day when you get the most hungry. 4 p.m. is a common time. Goal number three, eating more protein. Eating more protein is an underlying tenet of most popular weight loss diets, Atkins, Paleo, Whole30, and so on. There is a reason that eating more protein is a common denominator in so many diets. Protein is incredibly satisfying, especially when you combine it with fiber. This means that your stomach fills up faster and stays full longer as your body slowly breaks down the hearty protein source. This translates into fewer cravings and less preoccupation with food, which often happens when you're hungry. For some reason, many struggle psychologically with eating more protein. I think some folks are afraid of bulking up, and there are new concerns about the environmental consequences of eating a meat-heavy diet. However, there are lots of ways to satisfy your protein requirements without turning a blind eye to the planet's needs, and you can rest assured that you will likely not bulk up. For example, Making a legume, like lentils, a centerpiece of your diet, can increase both your protein and fiber intake significantly. You can also get protein from plant sources like tofu, soy, tempeh, and nutritional yeast. If you want to adopt a more vegetarian lifestyle, dairy and eggs offer a powerful protein punch. Obviously, meat will be the most concentrated source of protein. But even with my meat-light lifestyle, I easily hit my goal of 100 or more grams of protein per day. When it comes to protein goals, aim for at least half of your body weight in grams if possible. So, if you weigh 150 pounds, try to eat about 75 grams of protein or more per day. If you weigh 200 pounds, try to eat at least 100 grams. You get the idea. Goal number four, drinking more water. Drinking more water is another fantastic strategy for short-circuiting cravings and feeling fuller, longer. Plus, it's good for just maintaining your daily health. You're gonna have more energy and your digestion might be more robust. A great tip for drinking more water is to use one of two strategies. One, drink from a huge bottle. I have had more than one client do this as a habit and while it looks slightly comical, it does encourage you to drink more. Or two, Keep a reusable water bottle around with four to six rubber bands on it. Every time you completely drink the bottle, take a rubber band off or move it to the top if you don't want to lose it. Your goal each day is to move all of the rubber bands every day. And finally, goal number five, tracking or journaling your food. The least sexy but possibly most impactful thing that you could do to create some new food habits is to track your food for a period of time. This will help assist in your planning. Many people refer to the phrase calorie counting as if it's a bad word. But the reality is that calorie counting can be unrestrictive, not obsessive, and not limiting. Instead, when used wisely, calorie counting can be liberating, educational, and flexible. Build precision by using measuring cups and spoons for your cooking and doing basic math to add, subtract, divide, and multiply to create serving sizes. You don't have to track forever, and I don't recommend doing that. But if you're a numbers geek like me, you may enjoy intermittently tracking every once in a while. It helps to keep me on target with my sports nutrition needs, and makes holes in my diet extremely obvious, like not enough protein, or not getting enough vegetables, or getting too much saturated fat. The bottom line? you can change your eating without going on a fad diet with strict rules. You will find that these small shifts are approachable, easier to maintain over time, and will add up to big results. You just listened to the post titled Five Eating Goals That Aren't Fad Diets by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Do you remember me talking about my days before I got into all of this health and wellness stuff? Like how fast food and restaurant foods were basically a daily thing for me? Cooking foods at home wasn't always something that I valued or cared about. Even though I have turned over a new leaf, using Rachel's words, and have changed my lifestyle, I still find myself craving restaurant foods every now and then. But when I need motivation to cook more of my meals at home, I actually use something that Rachel mentioned. I try and imitate restaurant meals that I like or that I'm craving. Before I order takeout, I ask myself, couldn't I just make the same thing at home? Usually the answer is yes. Craving a burger? I can make a better one, one that's better for me and exactly the way I want it. Craving Asian-style noodles? Same thing. I have dry pasta and veggies at home. Why can't I just make it myself? Which actually brings me to my next point. I like keeping certain things on hand. For example, when I go grocery shopping, I like buying packs of frozen veggies so that when I have a craving for a certain dish, I don't have to worry about not having those ingredients handy. So I always like to have a pack of frozen stir-fry veggies on hand. So. If I'm craving those Asian-style noodles, I can quickly whip up this dish in no time. I always have organic ground chicken or turkey in my freezer too, so when I'm craving a burger, I can make one. The ultimate goal is to try and make the nutritious choice the easier choice. All right, that's it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.